Welcome to Prima's 2020 podcast series. My name is Shonda Ragland. I am the Director of Education at the Public Risk Management Association. On this Prima podcast, Margaret Panado will discuss overcoming the rigors of distracted driving. Margaret is the risk manager for Coconino County, Arizona. We will also be joined by Prima's Education Coordinator, Taekwon Gilbert. Taekwon will moderate the discussion. Enjoy the podcast. Thank you for joining us today, Margaret. My pleasure. Thank you for inviting me to join you in this event. Not a problem. So first off, why has distracted driving become such a problem? Thank you for that question, Taquan. I feel like I have a unique perspective on that, and that's because my grandfather was actually one of the workers in the original Model T factory. So taking our perspective all the way back to that, I feel that in the present day, we are just so far removed from the invention of the automobile and its advancements in speed and power that we have lost our respect and awe for their inherent dangers, their mechanical fallibility, and what can happen when we encounter outside hazards caused by weather, road conditions, or even other vehicle operators. The reliability and predictability of the car or truck has lulled us into a false sense of security. Many decades ago, when you drove a carriage behind a horse, you had one horsepower, maybe two if you were well off, or maybe four if you were super well off and looking to travel at speed with your load. And the horse, it was an animate object, and it noticed and it reacted to road hazards, and it sent you signals, although it could be spooked and run amok with you hanging on for dear life and working to regain control. That was a known danger, too, but at only one or two horsepower with lesser weighted loads. The Teamsters were drivers of large horse teams conveying heavy loads across the country, and then they morphed into truck drivers. Now the average car today contains a 120-horsepower engine. Larger SUVs often have a 200-horsepower engine. Smaller cars may only have 70-horsepower engine, but that's still an amazing amount. And pickup trucks can have up to 350 or more horsepower. That's a lot of power that gets us to high speeds so readily with ease and even with large loads. Did you know when the horse's carriage was first introduced, its top speed was only 5 miles per hour? Within a decade, newer model cars could achieve up to speeds of 15 miles per hour, and they were considered so dangerous that in England, laws were passed to mandate that a moving vehicle in the roadway be preceded and followed by a man walking on foot and waving a red flag to warn pedestrians and horse-driven vehicles. Roads used to be bumpy dirt paths with natural hazards that kept you awake and aware and made them difficult to drive on. This kept the drivers vigilant to respond to those road imperfections and the errant bear that may emerge from the trees. Local governments soon added road construction maintenance to their budgets, and in 1956, the federal government got involved, and Congress authorized the construction of our 41,000-mile network of interstate highways that now span the nation. With road impediments removed, speed limit signs and laws had to be added to protect motorists from themselves and from others. Just because you can drive a vehicle at 90 miles per hour does not mean that you should or could do so safely. Obviously, vehicles at the start were a rarity and a good road was a gift, but now smooth roads abound and vehicles are everywhere, faster and larger, such that the interaction with other drivers and vehicle is a frequent cause of accidents. Today, although roads are much improved and vehicles are far more comfortable and capable, we have many more variables that can cause mayhem. And let's underscore the fact that magnified power and speed of modern cars and trucks make them so much more dangerous. We must always be mindful of the extreme power and size of this mechanized means of transport 
and the fact that large forces can do great harm to lives, bodies, and property. In elementary physics, we learned that force equals mass times acceleration. In driving a vehicle, this simple multiplication is ever-present on a massive scale. Remember, the average private passenger car weighs 4,000 pounds unloaded. Professional drivers understand these forces, and they know they take a risk every time they go out on a racing track, whether to take a practice lap or compete with others at speed in a crowded field. You can see this in the professional gear they put on, high-impact helmets, fire-resistive jumpsuits, fire extinguishers within arm's reach. They know that they will have only a split second to react to either mechanical malfunction or an outside element. If they are not paying attention, it is a given that disaster will occur. Yet the average driver on a daily commute or a road trip for work or pleasure with daily use of similar speed and power in their vehicle has become complacent and uneducated about the speed and the power of their vehicle and the forces under control until suddenly they aren't under control. This is a dangerous mindset to begin with, and recent advances in other assistive technologies have added pressure for drivers to do more in less time at work and in off work hours, and digital technologies have created a new addiction to social media and connectivity that also adversely affects driver behavior. It began with eating in a car to save time. What was once the drive-in for food became the drive-through to pick up meals that were eaten while driving with one hand or split seconds with no hands. Audio systems were added to the car for more entertainment while traversing roadways. Enter the tunable radio with many fixed stations, then the cassette player, then the DVD player, serious radio with endless radio channels, cell phone connection for a personal playlist of music and entertainment, and the hands-free cell phone or Bluetooth capability. Smartphones also entice the owner with the constant availability of visible movies, shows, interactive social sites, audible books, texting, tweeting, and Instagramming, as well as real-time searches for places and businesses on the always available Internet and a search for directions on Google Maps. For all of these, you will look at the smartphone or device, and that is significant time that you are not looking at the road or other cars around you. A lot can change in a split second when you are traveling at speed. Anything above five miles per hour is a greater speed than what you travel on by foot, and it is a speed that will magnify the weight of your car or truck in forces. Blinded is a synonym for distracted. Would you drive blindfolded? When you travel at speed in a car or truck today, you must be that much quicker in taking notice to react spontaneously to changing elements in your drive. Remember, you are in a very heavy vehicle traveling at fast speeds and force equals mass times acceleration. Even at low speeds, a car moving creates significant damage for the driver, your passenger, or others in cars adjacent to you or innocent bystanders if you result in an accident. Did your tire just hit a, a pothole and go flat? Did your cruise control malfunction and slam the accelerator to the floor without your direction or intention and it won't come unstuck? Did your brake cease to work? Did the car in front of you suddenly stop? Did a metal ladder fall out of a truck onto the highway? Did an elk jump out of the roadside towards you? Did pedestrians or children enter the area in front of you? Did your windshield explode due to temperature change while descending from a high altitude to the lowlands? Did your back van hatch give off a warning signal that it was unclosed? 
All of these events have occurred suddenly while I was driving in my civilian career, and I was able to react in time. Will you notice and react in time should this or another unforeseen element interrupt your smooth ride? So what elements should be included in an effective personnel or safety policy to guard against distracted driving? Well, everybody's policy is going to look a little bit different, but I would begin with referencing local laws against cell phone use or distracted driving. If there are none in your jurisdiction, your organization can be a leader by putting in place its own standalone personnel policy to bar distracted driving. Use language that bestows no tolerance for distracted driving infractions and indicates that this will lead to discipline up to and including termination. If possible, ban all use of smartphones or any mobile technology while driving a vehicle unless it is parked and stationary. If pushed to, you could perhaps allow for Bluetooth technology or handless cell phone technology. Always allow exceptions for emergency vehicles responding with lights and sirens. Make the news by publishing your policy and showcasing your human ethics to the community. This will help your employees to identify with and internalize this policy and make them proud to serve as a good example in the community. Review the policy with all new hires at orientation and underscore its importance as well as the reasoning behind it. Use compelling stories to bring this message home and end with a personal written pledge for attendees to take with them and use and spread to family members and friends. As we know, automobile technology is rapidly advancing. Is this a solution? Why or why not? Well, some have applauded hands-free technology as the big fix to distracted driving. However, it remains that multitasking is a myth and that the brain must disconnect from other tasks to focus on one at a time. So if you are speaking to somebody about a problem, an idea, planning, whatever, you are missing the myriad of important data and signals that a driver should be taking in to safely drive and react to changing elements around them. Hand dexterity is also needed to activate or navigate technology connections via the car dashboard, the steering wheel tabs, or directly on your cell phone, iPad, etc. If you receive a call that pulls your attention away from the roadway and driving, you are relying upon the predictability of the road, car, and muscle memory to continue your journey. That's a lot of faith. When the unpredictable happens, you will have to disconnect from the other task of using your technology to notice, process, and react to the unforeseen in your car. The seconds it takes you to refocus and even look back up through the windshield will leave your vehicle continuing at speed with massive weight until you react. Having to reposition your hands to gain control of the steering wheel also slows your ability to take evasive action and can even lead to overreaction and swerving that will only make matters worse. The distracted driver's action when it comes is often too late, too panicked, not fully informed, or all of these, and an accident occurs that could have been avoided or mitigated. Artificial intelligence is increasingly embedded in cars in the form of cameras that inform the car to automatically brake or move away from the edge when the vehicle perceives your car is getting too close to something. However, artificial intelligence cannot program for every possible combination or the unexpected and may not recognize all situations to react properly. The color of another car or truck, especially if it is white or beige, may blur with the skyline and affect the ability of your car's cameras to register it. The program's logic may not have been designed to recognize a unique situation, like a bicyclist midstream dismounting 
from their bikes to walk the rest of the way across an intersection or taking a route slightly outside of the anticipated pedestrian crosswalk area. That is why automated vehicles perform best on the open highway where variables are at a minimum. Even the more advanced automated vehicles still include the need for the driver to take the wheel and the dashboard of the car will inform of this, but the driver needs to be paying attention to take over and react in time. Delayed reaction in the transition between traveling in an automated vehicle under autopilot and having the driver respond to a directive to take manual control of the automated vehicle will be the largest risk until driver control is completely eliminated in this new technology. At that point, problems will still occur with lack of automated recognition in spots that will cause accidents, but this will be less than the frequency and severity of accidents caused by distracted drivers of manual vehicles. A new problem will also arise, and this will be the question of when and where to even allow drivers of controlled vehicles, since driverless vehicles will speak to each other and travel and react to each other at speeds that humans are incapable of. Thanks for tuning in to this Prima podcast. Here are some words from Prima's marketing manager, Till Griffey, regarding Prima's Cybrary. Wish you had access to a database of risk management documents? Don't reinvent the wheel. Instead, as a Prima member, you have access to our library, a digital library with an extensive selection of sample documents that every risk manager needs, including RFPs, job descriptions, checklists, work plans, insurance information, and even more. Use Prima's member-only library as a starting point for all your risk management-related projects. Visit Cybrary, that's C-Y-B-R-A-R-Y dot PrimaCentral dot org. That's Cybrary dot PrimaCentral dot org. And if you aren't a member, what are you waiting for? Become a member today and receive access to this amazing resource. Thanks, Till. To learn more about Prima Cybrary, visit Cybrary dot PrimaCentral dot org. Now back to the podcast. What are the increased property and casualty outcomes of distracted driving, and how far does this extend beyond the immediately apparent damages? Well, when you see an accident from distracted driving, at first you only see the damaged vehicles, property, and the immediately apparent physical bodily injuries. You are not witness to the aftermath of psychological grief over lives lost or changed forever. Distracted driving accidents often involve heavy forces because the distracted driver has taken no active measure to slow down their vehicle. Remember, force equals mass times acceleration. Many times this also involves multiple vehicles because the distracted driver does not notice or slow for something as simple as a long line of stopped traffic, but instead plows into that at full speed. Let's examine a common accident seen all too frequently in this day and age of distracted driving. Imagine you are sitting in a line of stopped traffic at a downtown traffic light, and you are the seventh car forward from the end of the line. Now imagine suddenly, without warning, your car is struck from behind by all of the six cars in back of it, pushed at force by one distracted driver hitting the last car in the line at a speed of 45 miles per hour. As a result, You stand on your brakes but end up striking the stopped and stationary car in front of you before the back of your car elevates and comes to rest on top of the car in back of you. 
Responding law enforcement remarks to you that they have never seen anything like this before. What were the forces? 4,000 pounds of weight per car times seven cars times 45 miles per hour of the entering car that caused the accident while the driver was looking down at their cell phone text. This equals 1,260,000 pounds of force that have hit you while stopped at a red traffic light. But it's not as simple as that. The car we are speaking of is actually hit seven times from behind in rapid succession. First, 180,000 pounds of force at 45 miles per hour. That's the first car running into you and the weight of the first vehicle behind you. Then, using the same math, 360,000 pounds of force with the second hit and so on, with increasing levels of force ending with the last hit of 1,260,000 pounds of force. The result is what I call the shaken adult syndrome or mild traumatic brain injury. There is nothing mild about mild traumatic brain injury. Although the vehicle comes to an abrupt stop when it is propelled forward into another stopped car at the stoplight, the brain continues in motion and hits the inside of the skull and then bounces back to hit the back of the skull and back and forth and so on. Of course, this leads to swelling and loss of equilibrium, nausea, headache, sleepiness, and sometimes coma as the brain tries valiantly to recover. In addition, important neural pathway connections that you have developed from infancy through adulthood are shaken up and disrupted, left searching for each other in important areas like immune response, short-term memory, language memory, body temperature regulation, iris contraction to adjust to light, dual eye coordination to move both eyes in the same direction at the same time. That's essential for balance as well as for reading. Hand or leg coordination, important for writing, walking, and other daily living tasks. Those affected have to work hard to recover in a window of time that can take up to five years, although full recovery is not assured. In full flush, a mild traumatic brain injury from a distracted driving event such as this can necessitate large medical costs for medical residence imaging and other medical diagnostics, a neurologist, an occupational therapist, a speech therapist, a psychiatrist, a neuropsychiatrist, a physical therapist, and a primary care physician, among others. The enormous medical costs, life-changing and long-term injury outcomes, and the social injustice create additional damages in the form of special damages from the liable party for pain and anguish, loss of companionship, and punitive damages. In addition, medical providers working with accident victims will bill outside of the controlled insurable health care where they can by invoking the responsible driver as the insurer under automobile liability, and this can lead to exploded costs. In addition, drivers that cause or are victim to a distracted driving accident suffer post-traumatic stress that can be career-ending, and this disability also adds to settlement costs under automobile liability and total costs under workers' compensation for insured workers. Other drivers and roadway workers must now be vigilant for possible distracted drivers. Always wear a seatbelt, even when in a stopped vehicle, even in a parking lot. In a recent scenario, it was reported that a number of cars, two cars, were stopped at a marked area for road construction by flaggers to await for a pilot car as the road had been narrowed to a single lane. While they were waiting and the flaggers were conversing with them, they were plowed into by a distracted driver traveling at a speed of 60 miles per hour. 
causing one of the stopped cars to roll over to the side of the roadway as roadway workers scrambled out of the way. Now we also have to account for our roadway workers to leave extra space and use extra caution and anticipate that distracted drivers may cause problems such as these. In another distracted driving event 25 years ago, before cell phones became a regular phenomenon, a school bus driver was driving 65 miles per hour on the freeway with a full load of students when her big gulp to the side of her steering wheel dropped to the floor and she reached down with her right hand to retrieve it. Her left hand was left on the steering wheel and pulled the steering wheel as she reached down. The bus swerved, lost control, and rolled. The bus was not equipped with, nor the students wearing, seatbelts. One of the students, formerly a healthy young adult, was left a quadriplegic. The bus driver sustained a broken neck, mild traumatic brain injury, and severe depression from causing the accident. Bodily injury damages for long-term care, special damages for pain and anguish, and punitive damages were incurred, as well as workers' compensation. Another distracted driving event took place on a clear and sunny day in a shopping center parking lot where a parent and two children exited a store and were simply crossing the parking lot roadway to return to the main parking lot in their car. While crossing, they were struck down by a distracted driver. The two-year-old carrying in his mother's arms died from injuries sustained. The other child sustained a broken pelvis, the mother concussion, and all survivors, including the distracted driver, suffered endless sorrow. This is grief that will never leave the driver nor the affected family. Typically, the insurance of the citizen driver is insufficient to cover such losses, leaving affected victims to search for other responsible parties. Distracted driving has become an epidemic and tragic. Most of you listening will come to know the pain of having a close one injured by a distracted driver. I plead with you to not fall prey to the habits or temptations of distracted driving and to preach an end to this among the employees of each of your organizations. The cost is too great in human terms. The settlement costs for distracted driving are also escalating as moral outrage increases over these senseless tragedies. How can we encourage an increased focus on intentional driving by using the practice of mindfulness? Also, are there other educational elements that can help us to increase attentiveness while driving? With the pressures of modern society mounting, mindfulness has recently emerged as a beneficial practice to reduce stress. In addition, this may be a useful method for overcoming distracted driving. The definition of mindfulness is the practice of paying attention in the present moment with all senses and without judgment. Practice is an active word here because modern-day digital technology has created addictions to constant connectivity, and that has rewired our brains. Current research shows that individuals highly connected to digital technology may suffer from a reduced attention span diffused among so many available and competing entertainment options, and they display a need to constantly check in with social media for instant feedback and reaffirmation. This is because each interaction with social media releases a happiness-inducing chemical called dopamine to the brain. Yes, that is the same chemical released with other addictive drugs, such as cocaine. Seeking to repeat the release of dopamine, individuals are drawn back to their interactive device again and again to the exclusion of outside sensory data. Yes, even to the exclusion of looking down the roadway while driving a motorized vehicle at speed. And so mindfulness must be retaught and practiced to increase the willpower to use mindfulness while driving. 
Short lunch and learn topics can be held with employees to introduce and educate about mindfulness and practice it. And this can be built upon with a campaign to use mindfulness while driving and make a firm commitment to put digital technology out of reach and out of mind while driving and avoid other distractions as well. In addition, I am a fan of object lessons to help employees understand the dangers of distracted driving. In one example, I have someone drop a tomato to simulate a tomato slice dropped from a hamburger being eaten while driving. Then I use a stopwatch to time how long it takes for a volunteer to pick up the dropped tomato. After capturing the number of seconds required, I have attendees refer to a simple speed and distance travel chart to showcase how far they will have driven blindly while retrieving the dropped tomato. For instance, one second at 30 miles per hour, 44 feet traveled. Three seconds at 40 miles per hour, 177 feet traveled. Four seconds at 60 miles per hour, 352 feet traveled blindly. Another favorite is the hand coordination test where I have a volunteer uh, come up and ask them to bounce a tennis ball. They invariably will choose to do so with their dominant hand. Then I ask them to keep bouncing the ball with that same dominant hand while they use their other hand to write, I am a good driver, on a simple piece of paper. They will not be able to write well and will either stop or lose the bouncing ball while they're writing. This firmly showcases that the brain has to concentrate on only one task at a time, and removing the dominant hand from the steering wheel can also be very dangerous. Compelling stories can also help to underscore the importance of driving without distractions. Sadly, there are now many online stories and uh, YouTube videos that share this topic. Always credit the source. Here's a closing quote from mindfulness.org. Mindfulness is the basic human ability to be fully present, aware of where we are and what we're doing, and not overly reactive or overwhelmed by what's going on around us. While mindfulness is something we all naturally possess, it's more readily available to us when we practice it on a daily basis. When you train your brain to be mindful, you are actually remodeling the physical structure of your brain. We have reached the end of our podcast. Thanks to our speaker and all of our listeners. Please visit the Prima website to hear other Prima podcasts, register for upcoming Prima webinars, read Prima blogs, and learn about other Prima educational resources. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and our very own Prima Talk. Have an amazing day.